I'm Becky. And I'm Susie. And welcome to Archie Kins! The podcast where we try to untangle the jingle from the jangle on each week's episode of Riverdale. And this week was Prison Break! Just like completely nutso. Featuring the return of two of our favorite characters, Charles and Chick. I don't think Charles was ever my favorite. Chick is coming back. Together. Sporting a super long hair, like, kind of femme, androgynous look, and it really suits him. And Charles is coming back a completely new actor. (laughs) We're pretty sure that's not the same Charles. A different Charles. We could look it up, but we forgot to. Which also, like, no offense to the old Charles, but what else is he... Like, this has by far got to be, like, the break of his life. Like, what is he doing turning down Riverdale's next role for him? He might have been busy. He might have been busy. He's classically handsome, so who knows? Classically handsome Charles. Um, so the cross-cutting in this mid-season finale was the most insane thing I've ever seen. It was literally, like, scene to character to scene to character to scene to character, and it was really hard to keep up with. So we're going to do our best to recap what happened before Prison Break, and then in Prison Break, everything kind of comes together. Yeah. Um, Let's start... Okay, so Betty and Glenn are hooking up again, it seems, right? Yeah, they've got an open situation. Yeah, they're just like, Betty's probably bored in Riverdale, like, you know, she can't be with Archie anymore because Mm -hmm. of her dark Betty past, does not care about being dark with Glenn. I hate Glenn. Yeah, Glenn blows. And then, okay, somehow Glenn, like, peak FBI agent, is also a student. Yes, this is confusing. Glenn is writing a dissertation, and is this something that full-time employees do? Of the FBI. Like, maybe it's an FBI thing. Or do people write dissertations for fun? No, people write dissertations when they're graduating know, from grad I know, I know. It was so confusing. Yeah. But um, basically, Betty is finding out from Glenn that some of these disappearances of the bodies they found happened during the same time that her dad was a serial killer, and Glenn is making a heavy implication, um, followed up by his dissertation about how Betty and her entire family are the perfect test cases for, like, nature versus nurture. And the serial killer gene. Family of darkness, varying displays of the serial killer gene in the Cooper family tree. Glenn, what is this? It's my dissertation. About me and my family? They're like, Betty, you have it. Your dad didn't. Your dad's a serial killer. You're not. Like, what gives? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, to your almost girlfriend you wouldn't even run this by her i know betty understandably not appreciative she slaps glenn glenn is out of the picture i hope yeah honestly um but we also get some glimpses into the twins who seem to uh be on the bad side of nature versus nature or they guys seem to be on the bad side of serial killer gene where maybe it means they don't have it because they're acting like serial killers, or maybe they do have it and they're acting like serial killers, but the twins are acting a little sus, and they're very red-haired. Yes, I think they have a little too much blossom blood. Yeah, they've them. got too much incest. Yes, They're they literally do. incest babies, so. Yeah, we see nothing of the twins ever, except when they're, like, floating in midair due to, like, farmy lifestyle, mm. or when they're, like, openly 
down to stab people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but Alice is like, do 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 do, making two beautiful cakes for Juniper and Dagwood's birthday, as Alice, her domestic self, tends to do. And then, who knocks on the door but Chick and Charles? Prison break! Okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, Cole? I mean, Jughead? Yeah, let's do Jughead. So Jughead keeps on talking about this unaccessed trauma, and I think that Becky's right, that it wasn't just, like, the trauma of growing up in Riverdale, like, almost homeless, being separated from his family, you know, his father is in jail, then he's out of jail, then he's a sheriff, then Jughead's, like, you know, switches schools, and he gets locked up. Like, all the trauma we saw happen to Jughead isn't his unaccessed trauma. Right, he has access to those memories. Right. So he knows that he's got this unaccessed trauma. Well, the first thing that happens to Jughead is that Tabitha kisses him, which is very cute, but surprising, because it Looks like they've been hooking up for a while based on the naturalness of the scene, but They're I guess it was the first buddies. time. Um, but then Jughead decides he needs to do shrooms to access those memories, and it's like everyone has read the Michael Pollan book, knows that there's another one coming out. Oh my god, Ugh, I can't. Susanna is obsessed with this book. It's so annoying, and now she thinks she knows everything about shrooms and like their like I don't know therapeutic positive. effects. Yeah, therapeutic <laughs> effects. Which is really annoying. Anyway, um, obviously Jughead feels the same way. But then Jughead's like, I'm going to go like take a mushroom trip and find myself and write. What did you do back then? Maple mushrooms. Yeah, I took a trip. Had some psychedelic visions. And when I came to, I had written 500 pages. By ingesting magic fungi? I have uh, some personal trauma that I can't access. And I'm hoping that these maple mushrooms will allow me to break through to it. And Tabitha's like, okay. And instead of being her, his trip sitter, she's like, gonna just leave you here alone. In which the is bunker. terrible. You need someone to guide you and like not leave you alone. Yeah, fun asterisk. We found out that Jughead wrote his entire first book on shrooms, which makes sense for why he was such a one-hit wonder so far. Right. Um, but not only that, Jughead is also like dealing with his memories of his ex Jess that girl who we saw the very first episode and she's now like his dealer's runner so she runs him up some shrooms and then his trip is not good (laughs) yeah he doesn't really deal with prison break actually I guess we should have done someone else first but it's it's okay he like in his trip at first he's like dancing like feeling himself then Tabitha's like, oh, you, this was crazy of Tabitha. She's like, oh, you haven't written yet? I'm going to handcuff you, which I can't imagine a scarier thing when you're on drugs. Yeah, Tabitha kills the vibe. <laughs> Tabitha has absolutely no chill. And then Jughead, like, sees Betty and Jessica, and they're all hooking up, but then something bad happens, and then when Tabitha comes downstairs, um, he's not handcuffed anymore, and there's blood. And I'm like, did he break his hand off? Because I don't know how else he would have gotten out of those handcuffs. I know. Betty uncuffs him in his trip. And it's like, was there someone down there? Like, did Jess somehow go down there? And Mm. she was actually down there with him. And, or did he, like, literally, like, force his hand out of this handcuff? And that's why everything's so bloody. But it ends with a bright light shining into the bunker. And then when Tabitha goes down later to fully retrieve him... He is not there. Very sus. Very sus. Very mysterious. So he disappeared with a mysterious light. 
and that's Jughead. We really should have done someone else who dealt with prison break, but that's fine. We can do Archie. Yes. Sweet Archie. Archie and Kevin... I don't remember what happens. What happens okay, so first of all, yeah. Archie's CO comes to Riverdale because, like, everyone's just here to track down Archie. He is the main character if there ever were one. And this guy is like, hey, I want to give you a medal for that mission. And Archie's like, wasn't this the mission where I lost ten men? Which is certainly not a successful mission. Not that I know what it's like, but... Unless like, he went in with, like, 2,000 men. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> we just don't know the scale of the mission. Um, we find out that Archie was deployed to Uzbekistan. That's, like, a fun color to add to mm. his uh, time serving. We didn't really know where he was, and we didn't know where this fake war was, but maybe they're talking about oh, a real wait, war. Oh, wait, one thing about Jughead quickly. He oh, spent $500 on mushrooms, which is, like, <laughs> right? just completely insane it's like that's like enough to kill you if you could ever overdose on them or i don't you know whatever well they're maple mushrooms so maybe they're premium yeah primo primo shroomies um okay so archie he's like dealing with having his co here um he's kind of like i feel like this is not the vibe because he's maybe trying to cover something up and then he gets like really into it he's like if there's a Senate hearing, like, I will be ready to speak against this, and I hope that we bring Archie to Washington, D.C. next yeah. uh, next half of the season. But in the meantime, he is bringing independent thought to RROTC, and all of this distrust in authority comes into play for Prison Break. And I guess we can... Oh, let's just do Hiram and uh, Reggie. Reggie. Yeah. So Reggie, even though he triumphantly left Hiram at the end of last episode, <laughs> came back with his tail between his legs like, sorry boss. And Hiram's like, well, there's only one thing you can do for me, Reggie. Do you know what palladium is, Reggie? It's like gold, right? Only rarer and more valuable. I've been digging for it behind my prison walls, but the palladium vein beneath it is completely tapped and is yielding next to nothing. Now we need to move to the vein underneath the blossom maple groves luckily i have an idea that will take care of the prison and help bring about riverdale's ruination what do you need me to do i'll handle the prison you give me those groves so reggie's like don't worry boss i'm on it so he goes to nana rose and he's like hey nana rose i want to buy all these maple groves she's like please take them away like no one in my family is meant to be happy we'll talk about nana rose later but nana rose is actually okay nana rose has been telling cheryl cheryl's like dealing with some things and nana rose is like this is your fault you are not meant to be happy the curse won't allow it so if anyone has been harmful for Cheryl, like being locked up for all these years in self-imposed exile, thinking she's cursed, it's like, no wonder you've been around only Nana Rose this entire time. And every time something goes badly, she's like, it's because you're cursed. Like, and this time what went badly is that there was no sap from the maple trees, which felt like someone was tampering, but maybe it was just global warming. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're forgetting the big factor for all trees right now, which is global warming. Um... But, so then Nana Rose sells them, and Cheryl's like, what? And then Nana Rose is like, they're cursed, we're cursed, like, don't worry about it. 
And then Cheryl's like, well, don't worry, it doesn't even count because I legally declared you senile. And that's sort of... Good thinking. That's sort of Cheryl's own little conservatorship, like, right. over <laughs> Nana Rose. Everyone's having a conservatorship right now. But that's how it's supposed to work. Right, Cheryl should have elderly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, I think we're a little, like, we're not going to weigh in on conservatorships here, but... Right. Um, and then... So then Reggie's like, don't worry, I'm on it. I'll just burn the maple groves down. But he starts a that, literal forest fire. Yeah, it's crazy. Psychotic. It is so, like, human 101. Do not do this to the forest. And Reggie just, like, lights up a full tree with gasoline and it's on fire. But um, Hiram, in the meantime, is like, today is, like, a very interesting day because he's planning his prison break. For all of his inmates, which Hiram's grand plan seems so involved. Yeah. But basically, it's very, um, it's very Azkaban. It's very Azkaban. They blow a circle, a hole in the gate, and then all these prisoners crawl out and they start wreaking havoc. It's also like... So Hiram built this private prison Mm -hmm. just so he could later blow up a part of it to let everyone out. It's like, Hiram, you have the keys. You could have left them out the front door. I mean, he's got to be, like, not, his fingers can't be tied to it, you know? I don't know. They're always tied to it. Um, Anyway, it's very, uh, it's a very bad look at the criminal justice system. It's not like people who go to jail come out and wreak havoc. It's not like people who are in prison are inherently criminal. Like, that was problematic, Riverdale, but whatever, that's fine. It is a little Azkaban-y. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's couldn't be more as Manny. That's true. <laughs> it's like these deranged prisoners popping up all over the place and just like being, uh, vicious. And this happens first for Archie. He and Kevin are doing like parent teacher conference night and Archie is not acting as teacher, but rather acting as tour guide, which is interesting. <laughs> oh, right. And everyone knows that tour guides are extremely elite. And so... none of the other teachers are there. Like, Veronica's in New York, and Betty's having a birthday party for three-year-olds. It's like, imagine if... And Cole's tripping shrooms. Yeah, imagine if, like, you were, like, wanted to say your kid was doing this experimental new school with these young teachers, and you show up, and it's only Kevin and Archie, and they're like, we're gonna take you on a tour of the school. Which is like, actually, I wanna know how my kid is doing in math. Right. And then, to make things worse, like, a bunch of prisoners beeline to the school, and Archie has to start fighting them off one by one. It is, it's a hard fight. Like, these guys are big, and they're strong. They've got crowbars. And Archie literally fights, like, five of them. Um, But guess who else was released from prison upon the break? Uncle Frank. Oh, Frank! And now I'm pro-Uncle Frank. But let's see what the next half of the season brings. Um... Archie's CO, for some reason, is also on this tour. He, like, won't, like, let Archie go uh, without his eyes on him. So his CO is like, we need to do this. And Archie's like, no, I don't think so. I think we need to do this. General, you only have six bullets in that gun. What are you going to do when you run out? The smart play here is to withdraw while we still can. You want us to lead civilians out into open, hostile territory. I went to the school. I grew up in this town. We can slip out through a tunnel behind the boiler, and then I can get everyone at the sheriff's station safely. Sounds like a plan, Sergeant. And so they kind of try to set it up to mirror what, like, a a wartime conflict would look like, and Archie's, like, need to think independently, but actually, it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's sort of just like they were trying to escape the school. 
was the And they answer. do. Apparently yeah. they do. They seem to make it out fine and we have no idea what happens to all of these prisoners. We're just wreaking havoc on the school. And Uncle Frank uh, later calls his parole officer and seems to be that him getting, <laughs> him escaping from prison is like enough to get him on parole, which is fine. It's not actually how that works, but that's fine. Um, so Chick and Charles have a much simpler plan for themselves. Yes. They want to go just get married. Why are you here, Charles? Destiny. <laughs> there was an explosion at the prison. And while all the other prisoners headed off for the hills... And we came here to celebrate with our family. Chick and I would like to be married with our family present. How? You don't even have a minister. Um... About that, Betty, um, Charles had me get ordained online so that I could marry them in prison. But this is so much better. I mean, that's home sweet home. Never seen Chicken Charles together, together. except with like the, the Lexi glass between them. Yes, exactly. So this is really exciting. This is like a high of the episode. It's honestly sure. very cute, I would say. It is cute. It's cute and sinister at the mm -hmm. same time. And then we find out, oh, who knew Alice has been paying prison visits and she got ordained so that she could marry them in prison. And this is Alice just going rogue per usual. Betty had no idea. Um, but now that Alice is ordained, she can like host a wedding right in their living room. Family Both wedding. of them in their jumpsuits. Yeah. Um, and then I forgot whose idea it was to do the stabbing. Okay, well, what happens is that Glenn shows up, and he is not well, welcome. He is not welcome. Yeah, right, right. Especially by Chick and Charles. So they tie Glenn up, and then they're like, we're going to play Pincushion Man, which does sound like something that was in those videos from like last Slender season. Like Slender Man? No, it's like literally last season they had someone tied up and then everyone in oh, one of those videos right. and everyone, everyone stabbed, stabbed them. Stop, 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 stop. So, I mean, I don't know. Is that a red Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about the yeah. videos. Um, so Chick is like, this is going to be for Juniper or Dogwood. I have no idea. And like, you are going to have your first stabbing tonight. And Betty's like, no, like, let them keep their innocence. And this for some reason really appeals to Chick. And he's like, okay, but then Betty, you have to do it. And Betty then is like to Glenn, like, just trust me, okay? Stabs him a little shallow wound. Charles like, I can't believe he did that. Then she stabs Charles. She chucks the knife at Charles and it flips in the air and lands straight into his body. And I'm wondering, like, Betty, you could have done that from the beginning. You didn't have to stab Glenn. But if you wanted to give Glenn a little shallow stab, I totally get that. Yeah. Glenn sucks. And uh, it was still like a small little flesh wound, I guess, which was good. And then Alice... Oh, no. Yeah, Betty stabs Chick with the knife. And then Alice has, like, a tussle with Charles and a gun, and the gun goes off, and I think she kills Charles. She does. One of them is okay. One of them is, like, mm. in the ER, and I think, I think it's Chick. Well, thank God. Honestly, Chick has so much more to him. I'm so excited. Um, so is Chick gonna come back? We don't know. Hopefully he doesn't get a haircut in the ER. But, um, Betty is... Like, Betty leaves the scene, we leave the mid-season finale with her declaring that she is going to go undercover and she's going to find out about what's going on with these girls by going undercover basically as a trucker. And then she gets, yeah, right, she gets her own truck, which 
I don't know where she got that. And then prison break for Cheryl means that her mother comes back. back. Penelope. In the nick of time. Honestly, prison break was so fun. Like, so chaotic, but so fun to see all these old characters, like, like the villains of the story, like, all popping back up again. Mumsy? What are you doing here? Nightmare child. I have escaped that hideous prison, and praise God that I did. Flames are encroaching upon Thorn Hill. Quickly to the window. Harcrofts. The curse. The curse of our ancestors demands that all living blossoms must die. Unless. Unless. We sacrifice the interloper. Oh, hell no. No, Min Min, wait! There's no time to give chase. We must pray. Pray for what? We must pray for wind to divert the fire. And it wind, works. which famously makes forest fires worse. Yes, they should have prayed for rain, 100%. But the wind works. Right, and the wind, I guess, blows out the forest fires. Right, like we don't quite see the effect, but we do hear wind. Wind. <laughs> And I'll say that I think this is going to turn Cheryl into a religious nut, which is the last thing she needs in her. I don't know. Maybe they have like some powers or something. Mm, okay. I could be into that. Um, um, ooh. And then I guess. Veronica? Yeah. So Veronica and Archie are in domestic bliss. And then she's like, I actually have to go get my divorce papers finalized. And she's like, Chad wants me to come down to New York for them. She's like, Chad, have you signed them yet? He's like, no, that is humiliating. So she goes down. She and Chad have this, like, kind of nice evening together. They're, like, just, like, reminiscing on the old times while they get their divorce ready. He's like, I signed the papers. They're by the door. Just, like, stay with me. Anyway, he didn't sign the papers, and she's upset about that. And she thinks to herself, well, first she thinks, first she tells Archie that she's like, right before we crashed our helicopter, I wish that we would die, and so I have, or that he would die, and so I have a lot of guilt and i'm like you literally didn't will the helicopter crash but maybe chad did because then she's like chad you didn't crash that on purpose and it's like oh my god did he murder suicide you because yeah that is a real like classic abuser thing to do she's obviously been very unhappy for a very long time we don't know um and she's only been staying in this relationship apparently because of the helicopter Mm. crash and then they have a nice night. Susie thought that Chad was gonna, um, like, try to kill her. Yeah, he was giving me the vibe of, like, this is our last night together at all. I signed the papers right before you walked in. I told you. Just want one last night together. But then I guess he didn't kill her. But he says he cannot sign the divorce papers because Chad has been creating a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Or something like that. Over the past year, I got involved in an investment scheme. It was supposed to be a sure thing, an easy way to get us out of debt. What debt? I made some bad investments, but I figured out a way to get us out the hole. It just meant borrowing from other investors. Tell me you didn't. I had to make the investments in the name of an existing company. So I used your new jewelry store, Le Petit Bijoutier. This is unbelievable. You need to sign those damn divorce papers right now. Why would you want me to do that? If we divorce, I can testify against you in court. 
No one would believe that the she-wolf of Wall Street didn't know about the dirty dealings going on in her own business. This is a very good point, as we're seeing with the Erica Jane situation. No one would believe that the, quote, she-wolf of Wall Street was not aware. So, um, Veronica's in a tough spot. Doesn't mean that she can't have a relationship. It just means that she can't be divorced. Which, like, I don't think is a huge deal because she doesn't need to marry Archie right now. Right. So exactly. it's like, and then she just stays in New York, but I really don't think she has to do that. I think she could just leave. She feels very trapped. Yeah. But, you know, she didn't even know what her dad did with his prison break, so it could have been worse. Yeah, that's true. She could have been Riverdale for it. Anyway, pretty nutso finale. But Peak in chaos. Just a few weeks, we'll be back. Um, we're very excited to see how it pans out. Any predictions for TBK? I predict Glenn. Uh, yeah, Glenn gives me big TBK vibes. Um. Any predictions for Mothman? I'm trying to think. Maybe, like, Pop Tate or something. Ooh, I definitely don't think that. I think it's gonna be some third-party situation, but, um, we'll see. Maybe it's really Aliens. Ugh, I hope it's not. Okay, um, see you for the second half of this crazy season. Bye. Bye. Bye.